Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of my podcast, I Stand Strong. I, as always, am Teddy, coming at you from my bear cave in the concrete jungle of the beautiful Midwest. And we've got the guest again. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) The only guest that comes along lately. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's because everybody else is just a bunch of bigoties. Oh, no, I, get- I still have I, I still haven't pitched my idea for episode fifty yet to to the other person. So, uh, but uh, we we've kind of got a lot more on our minds at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So, All right, how the hell have you been doing? Pretty good, just uh, surviving the heat out here in the Northwest. It's I know it's it's not as bad as like Texas and you know other parts of the country, but yeah, uh, it's more than I want to deal with. That's for sure. I've I've been lucky so far. the The Midwest summer has been pretty mild. I think we've been in the nineties like once, maybe twice. Thank God. Oh wow! So, but then again, humidity is much bigger thing out here. So there's been a couple days where it's been it's seventy five, but it feels like it's almost ninety because you just feel like you're wrapped in a warm, wet towel. Gross. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but anyways, um. So I, you know, I, you know, I'm just gonna throw this out there just because you know why not? We'll get this thrown on the podcast too. How is your playthrough of Tears of the Kingdom going? Oh, uh, it, it, I actually mute myself for a second there because I was trying to call uh, Mia in here so I could put her in a down so that oh. I know what she's up to. But anyway, uh, I'll, I'll do that again in a sec. Um, no, the playthrough is going great. I mean, uh, uh, like I told you before, my my problem is um, when I really, really, really like a game, I don't want to leave it. And so um, I, I've just I've been front loading my playthrough with all with all the side content before I even tackle the the, the main quest stuff really. So uh, I have all the all the shrines that I that I'm able to access at the moment. Okay. Uh, um, I I have uh, all all the wells done. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, I I have I have a lot of the caves done. I d- I doubt I have them all finished yet though. Well, but, dude, the uh, wells like what? There's like. 70 some odd or I, th- I think it was like f- 58 or something like that i think but uh i don't i don't know um i think i might try to get all the caves but uh i don't think i'm gonna go crazy and try to get all the korok seeds there's like over a thousand of them so oh jesus criminy yeah i see, do want to get i, I do want to get enough of them to max out all of my equipment slots that'd be kind of no, nice no i get that but no yeah like you know and then here you have me who like i was I got to the point where all I really had was the last mission and I started grinding some stuff and it was just kind of like one of those things where it's like, I could finish it now and then I can always come back another time and just do a lot of the minutia, so to speak. Yeah. Because I do love that game. Like, it is beautiful. It takes everything that was good about Breath of the Wild and makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have all the Dragon Tears yet? Oh, yeah. Okay, because yeah, there, there's there's definitely something that ties into like the the episode we are about we are recording right now. There's definitely a, a aspect to that, but I won't get no. I think that's still too fresh to give away that little twist. Oh wait, wait, I don't know, I don't know, I don't think I have I have all the dragon tears you find around the land. I don't have all the memories unlocked though. Is that what you mean? Well, no, because like no, I'm talking about the actual dragon tears. Okay. Because you say, get all the ones that are within like the the glyphs or whatever, and then they mm-hmm. shows you one more, and once you get that one, you get like the last of the dragon tier memories. Mm-hmm. 
which allows you to unlock a particular item. Now, see, I don't remember what that, that allows you to unlock after that. Or is there more than one way to skin that cat? I don't know. Are you talking about the Master Sword? Yeah. No, no, I had the Master Sword before I finished the Dragon Tears. Wow, okay, so there's more than one way to get it, to get the sword then. Well, yeah, the way I did it... Okay, well, this isn't really a spoiler. The way I did it was you go into the underground and you can come up... Like, if you find a certain place in the depths, you can come up to the ground and you end up in, like, the Korok Forest or whatever because you can't just wander through the, 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 like, Forgotten Forest or whatever it's called in this one. No matter what you do, you'll get lost. Um, so you come up there and then you end up, like, in front of the... I can't remember what the name of that big ass tree is now, but you come out, um, you come up like in front of it and like all the Koroks that are in this area are like really lethargic and they don't respond if you talk to them, but then Mm -hmm. you go to talk to the tree and it won't respond. So you go in and you go to the root of it and you have a fight with the freaking hand creatures and Uh, Phantom uh Ganon. And once you cleanse the, uh, Oh god, what god damn it, what do they call it? The the What do they call the blight stuff that the Oh um the gloom? The gloom, yeah. Once you clear the gloom, the tree will tell you where to find that certain I yeah. find basically yeah. will tell you where to find the master sword and allow you to ping it basically. So it'll always tell you where that I that spe- specific location is. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I could have done it that way because I did find that that way up into the into the forest. Yeah. Um, but no, no. Uh, the way I the way I did it there. So there is more than one way to do it. Um, when you unlock all when you when you go to all the um, the dragon tiers on the land, it, it unlocks one more tier and then and then that that shows you the dragon. Yeah. No. I. Well. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll just say. Yeah. You know. Okay. Get, well. People are going to have to know gonna, there's going to be spoilers no, involved. Yeah, I'm but, not, I'm not, not going to say who the dragon is. Well, no, I'm just saying, well, yeah, I was even dodging that part at first. But no, yeah, you find it on, yeah. But like, yeah, basically that that quest that I did, it allows you to like basically know exactly where the light dragon is at all times. Oh, okay. So I just used see, that, okay. went to a sky tower that was near it, flung mm-hmm. myself up, and then got to the, the light dragon to get the sword. Mm. I didn't even think about the fact, that, yeah, if you got all those memories first it would tell you because where the, the master one, sword the, is yeah because the final one that unlocks is that one where it's near that swirly island yeah well yeah it's the one that like actually physically you actually see it fall from the light dragon yeah mm-hmm. and so uh so 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 that i knew exactly where so i did the same thing i went to a, i went to a tower shot myself into the air landed on top of it and took it yeah yeah so yeah no there's there's I, i'm not shocked that there's more than one way to 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 find that location. Yeah, um, that's kind of cool though. But yeah, I I knew where the master sword should have been, so like I and I kept like, like I guess I couldn't get through the forg- forgotten woods, so I freaking you know I googled it. Why lie? I just googled. It, I'm like, okay, how the hell do you get through the forgotten woods? And then I found the whole thing. And then of course that fight at the the bottom of the tree was the first time I fought Phantom Ganon, and <clears throat> fuck him very hard because that that fucking boss sucked. But anyways, so yeah, I wrapped up. I wrapped my playthrough up though. But like, I'm so excited that you are still like digging into it because no, 
Yeah, like I said, at some yeah. point in time, I'll go through and I'll probably do like a lot of the side quests that I still had built up that I just didn't finish. Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of them. <laughs> did, 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 did you take out some of the major uh, enemies like Lionels and Gleoks? That's and another like thing that? I have to, to tackle. I, I fought a Gleok one time. Like repeatedly, like I should say, I fought it, fought the same one one time, but I fought it many times and never took it out. And it was mm. the quest to get uh, the the horse, uh, Zelda's horse, because uh, there's the mm-hmm. lightning. I think it's a lightning one that's circling that area. No, no, that, uh, I know what you're talking about. That, that no, that's a, uh, it was a ice one. Was, that's right. I, ice one. Yeah, because it's, it's up there by the the Rito village. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, fuck that. No, Mm-mm. and I I had run-ins with Lionels. But I was usually the nope, fuck that, and sprint the other yeah. direction kind of person. Yeah, I haven't killed one of them yet either. But uh, I've seen some like guys uh, like on videos on YouTube about how to some some interesting ways to kill them, and I'll probably try that. Okay, like I said, I'll uh, I look forward to digging back into it. It's just I needed, I think I needed some time away from it, like because it was just, it was getting a little too monotonous grinding it for some reason. Even oh. though I love the world, I, oh no, and, and I, I I acknowledge that. Damn. I also partially add that to you sending me that podcast about Bloodborne, though, because then it got it in my head, and I had to, I had to do another playthrough. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, all right. Yeah, but anyway, so to to the topic at hand, I guess. Um, so we are going to be talking about. Uh, really good twists in video games, which, you know, like I said, we kind of just alluded to one without, whoa, Sorry. Sorry. without giving it away. <laughs> that was interesting. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, no. So yeah, it's like, you know, cause throughout all the games I've played, I, I am a sucker for a good pull the rug out from underneath me moment in a game. Mm-hmm. And I, don't even know where this one came from. I it might have been while I was playing Tears of the Kingdom, um, and some of the stuff that happened like just kind of pinged it on my radar. But so yeah, so great twists in video games. I mean, whoa, Jesus, hello. Apparently, my roommate's moving the shit around downstairs. Um. So yeah. Um. So I'm gonna start with the obvious one to me. And anyone who has ever played Knights of the Old Republic. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess it goes without saying, spoiler warning ahead. If you have not played these games, you're getting spoilers, but so what? I think, I th- I think this one's finally old enough where it's, it's open, open season. I don't think I have any on here that aren't fairly old. Like, old enough that I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, if you, if you haven't played the game by now, what the fuck are you doing with your life kind of thing? <laughs> um, but no, yeah, the, I mean, this this was the first one that always strikes me, though, because I remember it was the first time I, I almost dropped a controller. I was so shocked when the twist happens. Mm-hmm. And for people who are not familiar with Knights of the Old Republic, really great game, probably clunky as shit playing it now, but that's beside oh, yeah. the point. Um... Really great Star Wars game. You know, you you play a character that doesn't know who, you know, doesn't have many memories. You become a Jedi, but like probably a little more than halfway into the game, you get the the big twist that you were you are basically the the biggest bad of the galaxy who's been mind wiped if I remember right. Like the the council like mind wiped him 
or her. Mm-hmm. And you get this twist, and when it hit, like I said, I... I could have sworn I probably dropped my controller when it happened because I'm like, no, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and to to this day, it still strikes me as one of those things. Like, I wish I could experience that moment again at some point mm-hmm. in time. Like, without like, this is one of those. I wish I could be seen out just for this one thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, one thing I wish it would be nice is, which it, it'll probably never happen, but I would love to see a remake of that game in a modern engine because. Uh, with how how much farther we've gone with uh, with uh, facial animation and stuff in games. Oh my god! It, it, oh. it would be amazing because because then you know people would be talking about Revan, and you could and with modern technology, characters would probably be looking at each other with a side eye when you're around and stuff like that. Where it would it would give you that build up that oh yeah it would give you so many more yeah. foreshadowings that could just be seen as just what you know what's that character doing. And then, yeah, it pays off. And I mean, yeah, I mean, well, even if you could do it with, like, Mass Effect 3 graphics, it would look amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we are talking about a, an early Bioware game, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and it, it always, but, you know, side note to Kotar, it always struck, it always bothered me that the second one just wasn't, did not live up to the hype of the first one. But... I, I never even played it, but I, I heard it was decent, though. It, it was okay. It just, like, it just, it tried too hard to be, like, to kind of, like, you know, um, like, recreate what the first one did. It had yeah. some great aspects, but, like, the twist you could see coming a mile away... Like it, there was, there was no. It was so heavy-handed, but that's beside the point. I mean, it, it was still. I mean, it was still better than you know, probably like eighty percent of games that came out around that same time. So, I mean, that's mm. something. It just didn't live up to its predecessor. But then again, how often does that happen? No, not often. That's for sure. Though <laughs> so that, that would be another topic for a different podcast. Would be like uh, game sequels that were better than the original. Well, yeah, I just mentioned uh, Mass and, Effect series. Mass Effect 2 is the high point of that series. Yeah. I love 3, don't get me wrong. But the thing is, with, with gaming, in theory, that should happen every time. Because usually when there's a sequel to a game, the technology is either improved or or um, yeah, in an ideal world, the, the team's uh, programming prowess has improved in, in, with with time. Yeah. That going that going back to the source, it should be superior to the previous one. Doesn't always work out that way, though. Well, no, and it, it's you know, I mean, I wonder how much of that is they just they get too much in their own heads about it and mess something mm-hmm. up to do with it, you know. Mm-hmm. But then you also never know, like you know, uh, you know, maybe a publisher is going through a rough time at that point in time, so something you know, assets are getting kind of you know moved around a little too much, so. Things get lost in translation, so to speak. I don't know, but yeah, that's impossible. But yeah, so uh, but yeah, you know, but that that still stands out. Like I said, that still stands out to me like the best twist I've ever seen in gaming. But I'm sure there's others that would probably that could probably contend with it that I just never played. Well, and that game stood up for many years as the best Star Wars story since the original trilogy. Story-wise, I will still say it's got to be at least top five, if not top three. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I liked uh, Fallen Order. 
but the, and that's probably kind of supplanted. I haven't played Jedi Survivor yet, so I don't know how that story goes. Yeah, so far, yeah I, I, I hear, I hear, uh, like I told you before, there was a pod, another podcast that I listened to where they, where uh, when they played the second one, they were like, if if the third one sticks to the landing, it's going to be the best trilogy since the original one. Yeah, that's, and that's that's high praise. I mean, I, at some point in time, I will I will play it. I know that. Oh yeah, definitely. Same I here. mean, it, those games are basically Dark Souls in the uh, the Star Wars universe. I mean, could you make something more for me? <laughs> um, but no, that's that's uh, no Kotor is definitely a solid pick. Um, now, do you do you have any? Or you want me to just riff off me for the most part until uh, you can think of some? Unfortunately, you're going to have to riff off me because uh, I completely forgot what our topic was when oh, you texted me. And you're said, you're like, fine. <laughs> no, you're you're all good. Like I I find it fun because at some point in time you will probably think of something and be like, oh, that's right, this one. Yeah, it could happen. Like because I know you always told me I never played it, but was it Final Fantasy two in America, which would have been like four in. Mm-hmm. In Japan, it was like the the like your best friend betrays you somewhere in the game or something. Oh yeah, like that. Well, yeah, it, it happened super early, and by today's standards, it's it's really childish well, and stupid. It's, but it's the one that probably set the trope for video game twits like betrayals. I mean that that game was I I still love that game, but it it's it hits every trope. <laughs> there's uh, I don't there's, see a problem with that though. No. No, no, no. There's, there's, there's the betrayal by the friend. There's uh, the hero's journey going from a bad guy to a good guy. Okay. There, uh, there's, uh, yeah, your main character goes from being a dark knight to a paladin, so, so uh, a, a, a warrior of the dark of the dark side to a warrior of the light side. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's sacrifice. Um, you know, um, there's there's the twist of. Uh, the real identity of the big bad and how oh, he relates, okay. And, okay. And, and, and how he relates to the main character. It's uh, no, it, it hit, it, it, it probably it either hit every trope or was the genesis for a lot of those tropes and games. Yeah, well, specifically in games, probably because you know Final Fantasy was from what I've like. Okay, given I didn't play a lot of the earlier stuff with Final Fantasy. I play, in fact, I haven't played a whole lot of Final Fantasy in general. But that's beside well, the point. Well, I, fig- I figured that earlier when I texted you. Like- kind of the genesis of a like of a lot of JRPG. It kind of seems like. Oh yeah, yeah, they're definitely influential between between that and uh, Dragon Quest. Yeah, there's they're 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 the they're the granddaddies. Okay. So, but anyways, okay. Then I'll go to another one that I know you will you will have something for, and this one actually kind of has a, a, a double twist in the game. The first twist kind of comes early, and then the last twist happens just before the final boss fight. And boss is very good name for this because I'm going to go with Snake Eater oh, because there's the double twist early in the game. You get the first twist of you're not Solid Snake, you're Big Boss. Mm-hmm. A very young big boss, and then of course you get the ultimate twist at the end, where his boss—I think she just goes by boss—was uh-huh. um, never really a bad guy. She was just doing what she needed to do for her country, and basically look like she broke bad because shit went down badly early mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, she's basically lost behind enemy lines. You know, she was. Her cover would have been blown if the if they would have uh, pulled her. Yeah, uh, if they would have pulled her, or or uh, 
accepted responsibility for. Yeah, and yeah, and, and but that's like still like you know that, that has to be did. that has to be right up there with the Darth Revan twist. So like I remember, I did not know that twist the the final twist going in, and when you get that like heartbreaking moment where it's like basically yeah you're gonna fight her to the death because you're forced to because she has to die at this point in time. I'm so looking forward to the remake that's coming up. Oh, I so am too. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it's so good. I mean, and then and like we've talked about off podcast before about that game. You get to the end of that, and you're like, I don't blame Big Boss for turning into a, the big bad at all. No, no, <laughs> he, he, uh-uh. he, he was is, screwed hard by his country. Yeah, he did everything right for his country, and he watched the like his mentor slash. I can't remember. Was there kind of hints that maybe they were also like intimately related to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his his lovers, I guess. Basically, he has to kill her just because. Oh, if I don't kill her, she just like it would either expose the fact that she was really still always working for our government, or she he get- lets her go and she just has to keep being the villain. Oh, and I mean as epic as that would be for like another game, like, you know, to like this whole thing of, you know, just this, you know, kind of almost uh Dumbledore and Grindelwald kind of thing going on where, you know, he, neither one wants to kill the other one, but right. they're kind of doomed to be in this spiral of constant fighting. Yeah. And, and God, if you feel for big boss and that, because it's like, okay, he's genetically, he was created genetically to be the perfect soldier. But it was, but it wasn't just physical gifts. He believed in his country, and his he, country and, and, fucked him. Uh huh. No lube, just yeah, fucked I him. I mean, he he was a perfect soldier physically and uh, emotionally and mentally. Like he he believed in the United States and he believed in, in what we were doing until that moment where they were like, "Oh, guess what? We screwed up." And guess how you have to fix this for us? You have to kill her. Yeah, and but but on top of that, it's also just probably one of the most beautiful boss fights that mm-hmm. follows that twist too. Because like that's we, why I'm looking forward to the remake. Because uh, oh my I, god, I they, they can only make that. I think they can only make that even better. I mean, like think about how pretty some things like uh, Ghost of Tsushima was. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, imagine transferring that to that final scene. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something impressive, I think. Yeah, because like I just can't help but think of like take what what the final fight with your uncle and Ghost of Tsushima looked like, mm-hmm. and put that to Big Boss versus Boss in mm-hmm. that field of white flower. Oh my god! Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be something special. I hope. I mean, there's a chance that there's a chance they could screw it all up. Well, yeah, we we've we've had that conversation multiple times where it's a, it is such a like a razor thin line between a good remaster slash remake and Grand Theft Auto Three and or no, was it Vice City and San Andreas remake? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that game. Like I, 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 I would love to play replay that game even with its original graphics, but give me a remaster. Oh, I'm I'm all in, man. I I, I love that game. Well that that's gonna be available too. They're they're releasing one, two, and three in a collection. Oh my god. 
So you can play it either way, either with the new shinies or you can play it the way it was. Oh, I want I want the new shinies. Trust me, I want yeah. the new shinies. <laughs> no, that's now, okay. So, so, so side, side topic on this, and real quick. Okay, would you put Snake Eater above the original Metal Gear Solid? Oh, oh, in a, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, see that that one's a hard one for me. I could oh, not, I can see even. arguments either way. I mean, I'm not I'm not talking just like graphic versus graphic. I'm just talking like story because like that original one still has probably one of the best stories. Sure, it is pretty much like its own movie. Uh-huh. complete with when a character comes on screen it gives you their name and voice actor which yeah, still cracks uh, me up with the thought of it uh, but I don't think uh, you could ever remake the original Metal Gear Solid and capture the same uh, like the same lightning in a bottle because nowadays you couldn't do some of the, the little tricks they used right but, yeah, it, it'll, it'll still have its own charm though but oh yeah I know I'm just, but, but yeah yeah no snake eater easily I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying, I was just asking. I, I, I kind of got that feeling, so I was like, oh, let's just ask it and no, see if it's... No. Yeah, yeah, for me, there's... there's It's it's three and then one for, for, you know, the number one and number two spot, but the gap is pretty wide. Okay. There's Snake Eater, and, and then down here, there's the original. Really? Wow, okay. I wouldn't even... I wouldn't put a huge gap between the two, but I, I, I respect it. I get yeah. it. Oh. I can fully understand it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah, that's... That, wow, okay. I learned something. There we go. I mean, that... <laughs> wow. Oh. Okay. Um, so this one you wouldn't know a whole lot about because it is from the first Dark Souls. And like I was telling you, I think it was before I started recording, this one does... Like, you have to dig into the lore to get the full kind of, like, heartbreak of this twist. Uh-huh. And that's the uh, Knight Artur- Artorius wasn't the hero that banished the abyss. And like, because for like the first beginning of the game, like for a big chunk of the beginning of the game, you always hear how the Knight Artorius was this great epic hero that saved this one realm. I can't remember how you pronounce the name. I'm not going to try from uh manis and the abyss or whatever and you know like but he gave his life to do it blah 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 well so much so that you actually fight his dog this the great wolf sif which is still an awesome fight but anyways um but when you played the dlc to it you found out that no actually artorius while he was a hero he was not the one who banished it like your character was but everything got credited to him to like basically save his reputation in the long yes. run. And the, what really happened was like basically he realized he couldn't defeat Manus or and stop the abyss. So he threw his shield, which was his only protection, over his dog Sif to protect the dog basically and let the abyss take him. So As much you of- should. Yeah, well, no, I'm, hey, I'm not arguing with it, dude. <laughs> the Great Wolf, Great Wolf Sif is still, like, the bestest, bestest boy there is. Unfortunately, <laughs> you do have to kill it in the game. Um, no. But there's an added, like, little thing. Like, if you do the DLC before you fight Great Wolf Sif, you can save Sif in this, like, past. And if huh. you do that, Sif will sniff and remember you and still know he has to stop you. Because well, he can't let you go, like, basically go into the abyss, basically. 
And it's like, oh, why? I have to kill the dog. <laughs> it's still one of the hardest boss fights to finish. Because, like, you get him down to a certain point of life and Sif starts, like, limping while he's still holding this giant sword. And he's like, uh, yeah, it's it's a tough one. But no, Don't the, you cry. Yeah, pretty don't much. And, and, I mean, and, and the sad thing is I think that really is, like, even though that moment can happen, like, fairly early in the game... I'd say maybe at halfway point if you just did straight through the game. Um, yeah, it it's still kind of the high water mark of of that game. Like this whole thing of the you know that when you do go in the past, you do fight Artorius, and he is an epic boss fight, and you get to see like just how corrupted by the abyss he became. And but yeah, it was. It was heartbreaking, but I mean, like, yeah, when I played it, it wasn't as heartbreaking as in, like, when I went back and I got got into, like, all the lore digs and all that kind of stuff, and you get the full picture, and you're like, oh, shit, this is, this is sad. Well. <laughs> but at least he saved the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish I could bring more to that topic, but I just... I, I know, I knew that one wasn't, you know, yeah, I knew that one wasn't really a... Uh, uh, one that you would have a whole lot that's, to say about. That's still one of my my biggest gaming regrets. Is everybody says that the whole series, the whole genre is is so fun, but I just bounce off of it over and over and over well, again. You, you know, and you gave a good run to Elden Ring. You were yeah, like, no. I won't lie. Yeah, when you, like when you picked it up, I'm like, okay, I give it like. I'll give it like a week before he's like, I'm done with this. And you, well, you were majority of the way into that game before you gave yeah. up on it. Yeah. That's a um, good one though. But you know, and, and I also, but I also freely recognize that FromSoft games are not for everyone. They like, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's a rare breed, but it's like, you have to be borderline masochistic to play those games sometimes. Well, I don't know. I think I like, I think my problem is I like a little more polish in my games. Like 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 I don't play okay. I don't play Bethesda RPGs for the same reason. No, I I, I can't there's, argue with. I mean, there's jank everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, and I I think the the one thing that I was really hoping that Elden Ring would do right, and they did a little bit better with it by giving you a jump button, was the fact that like every game has a certain point where you need to platform. Those games are not meant for platforming. <laughs> Like, going to Bloodborne, there is a point, like, if you want this really cool little kind of, like, Easter egg moment in Bloodborne, you have to drop down these, like, levels in this, like, long, you know, long, like, essentially, like, tube area. And if you don't know where you're going, one, it you're, you're not going to get there. But two, mm -hmm. like, that game is not good for platforming, like... You can try to do a roll, and sometimes you're going to roll perfectly. Sometimes you're going to roll way the fuck out there. You can try to jump because there is a jumping mechanic, but it's not great. Mm -hmm. And I freely admit, like that's something I'm like, dude. Okay, if you're not going to make, if you're not going to really focus on platforming, please don't put a platforming section in your game. <laughs> I honestly, I can't think of any other uh, game series off the top of my head that have done that, but I know, I know that's happened before. Oh, I'm sure it's happened all over the place. Yeah, I mean, especially like in the early. I think part of why that, why what you're describing bugs me is, uh, they should have solved that by now. Because that was common when three the 3D games first started coming out. You know, the real janky platforming and stuff. 
And you know this this goes into I think people just they they just look at it as like oh well no that's part of the charm of the game is like it's punishingly hard well, well, in yeah, ways it that. shouldn't be punishing but no in that aspect it's it's in a way it shouldn't be you're right they should have gone back and like patched it a little bit to make it okay like maybe some of the platforms are a little bit longer so it can you know work with that that like yeah. limited thing they're, but they don't they're, they're, they don't have a big track record of, of going back and smooth and smoothing out their games a whole lot i mean yeah so yeah it no. is what it is and like i said at least in elden ring they added a button but even then even then there was points where you had to platform an elden ring where it didn't really work the best mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> That was, yeah. I keep telling myself one of these days I'll all just knuckle down and just try to. And, but and I think when I if I do try that, I'm going to start with Bloodborne. Oh, dude, I love it. See, to me, Bloodborne will always be the magnum opus. Like it is really the peak, but it's it like Sekiro. Like okay, it's closer to the true Dark Souls games than Sekiro is, but it's still different from the standpoint of you know Dark Souls is very sword and board. Uh-huh. Uh, with Bloodborne, it's actually way more built to be way more aggressive. You're not hiding behind a shield. It's more of get in there and just hack away. Because like, if you take a hit, there's what they call the rally mechanic, where it's like there's a section of your life bar that you can gain back from hitting the enemy after you've been hit. That's kind of cool. So it rewards being aggressive. But at the same time, you do still need to be somewhat pulled back because there are, like, you still do need to memorize, like, okay, that's a three or four hit combo. I'm not going to be able to get a hit until that four hit combo is done. But, yeah, anyways. But the other other thing that Bloodborne does right is there's a lot more, like, human-sized enemies, and those are actually, like, all the best bosses. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just like because Dark Souls loves to do the mass monster bosses that are just you know bigger as big as the screen and you can get lost. You know, the camera can fuck you over if you're not careful. Where Bloodborne uh-huh. does several bosses where you're you're fighting like another human sized person, and those are the fights that stand out the best. Those are the uh-huh. ones where it's like you feel the epicness on top of the fact that they just have like the most amazing music in all the FromSoft games. For the boss fights. And man, that was a hell of a tangent just off of one little thing there. Um, uh-huh. But that, wel- welcome to us having a conversation. <laughs> um, okay, now this this next one I'm going to bring up. Like, I actually knew the twist ahead of time, and it still, still for some reason shocked me. And it's, it is still probably from what I still consider the best RPG ever made. Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. The like, best RPG ever made. Wow. I still High think price. it is. Even right. though it is it is like you described uh, Final Fantasy 4 slash 2 or whatever, where it is very tropey. Like the, the kid from Noah from nowhere who's like dreams of being the big hero. Yeah, the, the Star Wars trope. Yeah. And then yeah. goes on to be the big hero. Um, but no, the, the reveal went... Like, I knew that... Is it Galleon or is it Galleon? Or I can't remember how they I, pronounced his name. I, I think I think it was Galleon. I'm pretty Galleon, sure. yeah. When but, they were like, when you meet Galleon, you're like, oh, he, he's shady. But it yeah. still, for some reason, shocked me when he it came out. He was the big bad, dude. The first time you hear him speak, you're like, oh yeah, he's not a good guy. That voice <laughs> actor just sounded sleazy. 
<laughs> yeah, I get it. And like, like I said, I I got that impression from uh, you know, like we, like we've talked about off here, off of this thing, you know, off the podcast. I've been I've been playing Dragon Quest Eleven, and I just got the Jester guy that Silva Savanda or whatever. Savando, he he's so awesome, dude. Like the first time I saw him, I'm like, oh, dude, if there's ever a person I'd expect to put a knife in my back, it's that. That guy right there. For some reason, he just he has the he has the 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 bad guy face from Dragon Ball, and well, I, I, I won't I won't confirm or deny, but he, he's awesome. Yeah, he. Well, no, I'm not saying he's not awesome. I mean, like I've only got him in my party right now because I need to level him up. But you know, uh-huh. he's. But no, yeah, he, he's like it was just well, the one person I met. I'm like, yeah, he's shady. <laughs> I don't trust him, but I'll keep him in my party anyways. Um, yeah. Um, that, there's a couple of twists in this in the in Dragon Quest Eleven that I'm not going to mention them now, but uh, oh, please yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah you're, you're in you're in for some good twists, or I should to get back at the Patriots incident. Oh my god! <laughs> Go for it! Finally, we will be oh, even. Oh, oh. You can let this fucking die on the vine. Finally, <laughs> a guy fucks up one time, one time, never lives it down. Uh, uh, no, 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 I, I, I have it coming at some point in time, but I don't expect it to be telegraphed. I just expect it to be at some point in time. You're just gonna, you're gonna drop a bomb on me, and I'm just gonna have to like eat it. Just take it on the chin and be like, I had that yeah. coming. But anyways, no, but to, to to the lunar silver star story complete. Like, unfortunately, this one was spoiled with me because at the time I was working with a guy that would not shut his fucking mouth about this game. Like, he annoyed the fuck uh, out of me about this game. That's the worst. And to the point that, like, I remember when you let me borrow the the PlayStation 1 game, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to play this game just because I heard so much about it from this jackass. And Ugh. he really became one of those people, like, if he talked about something, I almost wanted to hate it without even knowing anything else about it. Just that he <sighs> liked it. It, it. it soiled it. And that should actually stand out as how, how much this game was like really like iconic to me in the long run. But then again, it also probably was the first JRPG I played beginning to end. So, yeah. Hmm. Really? I really, that, really was, thought that was probably that. your first That was your first RPG that you probably Yeah, I think completed? that the first wow. one I probably played start to finish. Okay. I know that, that was that, also that. the one that taught me the lesson always have a second save file. Uh-huh. But uh, it, it, uh, that that would explain our our uh, text message, our text thread this morning about uh, the mage tropes and the games. I'm like, wow, doesn't everybody know this? Like, well, oh no, like that. I said, like I said, I've like in D and D and in like is D and D is way closer like Diablo class wise as far as like I said, you have like your druids and your mm-hmm. you know you yeah you have. Um, I can't remember what they call, like, essentially, like, they don't call them necromancers, but necromancers are, like, an offshoot of this one, like, magic class. Right. Um, and, yeah, so it's, like, I've never heard the term black mage, white mage. Like, I, you know, you tell me white mage, I'm going to think healer, good person. You know, yeah, I think black mage, I'm going to think, like, okay, that person's dabbling in dark shit. So, like, necromancy, that kind of thing. I guess I've never delved deep enough to really think about you know yeah there's you know what then the other one you brought up was it was it a red mage which is kind of like yeah. a balance of the two uh-huh it's a balance of the two but focuses more on buffing the party and enfeebling the enemies 
which is there one of those in in Dragon Quest Eleven? Because right now I've got, like I said, I've got the twins, and the one is like the as you call her a black mage, or I call a glass cannon. Um, <laughs> and then the other one's way more of a healer. Uh huh. Um, I can't remember if there really was one that was a like more of a Dra- buffer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Quest has never been a series as big on uh, buffing and debuffing. It, Though in this game, in in eleven, there are more instances where that's a viable thing to do. Well, I noticed, um, like with where I'm at right now, I've noticed like a lot of the, uh, oh god, the is it called pep moves or whatever uh-huh. the, yeah. Yeah. like a lot of them to do with those mages are buff related. Like they're most of them aren't like straight up attacks. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like I just did the quest the other day where you have to use wild side, where it's like you and the the healer mage like buff up um, Eric, and like he's got the glowing red eyes, and it's basically like you both like cast a spell to him, and he basically I think it like enhances his strength, agility, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, then the other ones was what? What else was it? There's red mage and oh, and blue mage was the other one. So oh, okay. So and blue mage is a is a power mimic. It, it learns the abilities of the enemies and, and adds see, that to the I haven't. Which I don't is think awesome. I've ever seen a game that uses the blue mage. Then, because mm. you mentioned that one, and I'm like, I can't think of it. Like, I mean, given like I freely admit, I'm like very limited on JRPG. Like, there have been a couple I've played all the way through, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. Like, most of them don't stand out like really, really well to me. So and. Uh, and the whole concept of a red mage, blue mage, uh, black and white mage, uh, in name is a, is is old Final Fantasy, and maybe maybe post Final Fantasy four, I believe. Oh no no, they still did it in five because that game had an awesome job system. But in, maybe from six on, there's characters that fill those roles, but they don't actually call them a red mage, blue mage, because uh, okay. And, because in six, the, the character that would be the blue mage is, is awesome. His name is Gal. He's like he's like when you find him, he's basically a a, a wild child. He's he's been lost in in, in uh, the wilderness since, okay. since he was a ba- since he was a baby, and so he's able to learn the monster attacks. Oh shit! And so yeah, he's basically the blue mage in that so, game. Okay, was now six was the one with the like the jester villain, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 you mean Kefka? Yes. Yes. He's so awesome. Yeah. Six was, was four or three here. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I just remembered there was like, I, I I didn't want to argue the numbers because like, I can never remember because I just remember there were like certain games that never came out in America unless you got like a, you know, you had to get like a Japanese import of them or whatever. And I remember Uh, two was four, but I couldn't remember the. Yeah. Yeah. And three was six. Ugh, uh, Jesus Christ! But uh, well, it, I I kind of take that back. They bring that back. They they start bringing the back that whole concept back when you get to nine uh, nine. Yes, because Vivi was a black mage. Was he the little one that like didn't really have a face? He just had the eyes uh-huh. in the darkness. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, he was a black mage. But then you look at ten, and they went. They got away from that again because like um. Uh. You know, because they had summoners in that game. Because uh, was who's who was the main girl? I forgot her name. There's it, Titus in the the girl's name. Uh, the girl was um uh, right. Was it T- no, Tifa was seven, I believe. Yeah. 
I don't know. Like I don't know. Like the problem with like I said, I'm not the the biggest. Like the first Final Fantasy game I ever tried playing was seven, and this is a hot take to a lot of people. I know it won't be to you, but seven was hot garbage to me. I'm sorry, <laughs> that game just did nothing for me. Your 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 one, one listener just just signed out. <laughs> yeah, eight eight looked beautiful. Once again, I just couldn't get into it. Nine was the first Final Fantasy game I actually like legitimately got into. I loved eight. I know. Well, I know a lot of people didn't like. I've seen yeah. a lot of stuff from eight that's like, oh my god, it's beautiful. So maybe at some point I might need to try to give that one another shot. But like I said, um, like nine was the first one. I, like I I tried playing ten. Thought that was just a horrible i haven't touched i haven't touched final fantasy game i don't think since 10 i think is the highest number i ever went to Uh, um i know the only one that like it it seems like even the the final fantasy apologists say is horrible was 13 was that the one yeah the one with lightning no it seems like that's like the only one that even the true fanboys will be like no that game's shit yeah, but, but anyway, let's get back to our topic. <laughs> I've only got a couple. I think I've only got like one more anyway, so it really doesn't matter. I mean, just, oh okay. And that is uh-huh. okay. Yeah, uh, this this one. It's like you know this this goes to another one of my favorite franchises, and it is comes from the best game in the franchise, which, much like we we're saying earlier, is actually the second one in the game series. Uh, Angel is handsome Jack's daughter in uh, Borderlands Two. Like, because in the first game, like, especially if you played the first game and you're interacting with Angel via, like, her transmissions, so to uh-huh. speak, in the entire first game, and you get to the second one, she's helping you, and you go to, like, try to save her or whatever, and you find out, like, she's his daughter and she's a siren, and it was this uh-huh. whole kind of, like, thing, and I mean, and then, of course, yes, yeah, so then it leads to the even bigger thing of the death of Roland, which still hits me hard. Yeah, well, well, we discussed that whole thing in a previous podcast. Yeah, Roland and the the bigger loss that is Bloodwing. Ugh. Fuck that game for doing that. <laughs> Fuck it very uh-huh. much. That that still hits hard. That still uh-huh. cuts too. It's it's still too soon. Still too soon. <laughs> and like I remember, there was at one point in time I was playing two, and it was the first time I'd realized that you go to like Handsome Jack's capital later in the game. And he's got the bl- the headless body of Bloodwing displayed. I'm like, I never noticed that before. That's even more fucked up. And it hurt yeah, me even sick. deeper. Yeah, yeah. And this sick. is why Handsome Jack is still the best villain in that series. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my well, God. It's, the competition isn't, isn't particularly stiff. I mean... Well, the first the, one really didn't have, like, a true main villain. They tried to right. make one, but, like... I, I, and, then the, I, and the third one just had awful... Oh, yeah, the, the influencers that influencer yeah the twins. social media influencer twins that just fell flat horribly to me. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the main villain in uh, Tiny Tina, but I kind of consider that an offshoot since it's not in the main kind of universe, so to speak. Uh-huh. It is just you playing dungeons basically Dungeons and Dragons with Tina, and your character is you know just a character in her game. But, um, but yeah, no, that, that third game was, was bad. No, <laughs> yep. like, I'm thankful. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, I'm thankful it didn't kill the series. I mean, it's well, between that and pre-sequel, I'm kind of shocked. It didn't. Yeah. I'm real. Like, I really think that if the 
was it the Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep DLC from 2 was the only thing that got the, another game made. Even though there are talks that they're making a fourth border, like true Borderlands game. I don't know if that'll actually happen. Yeah, we'll see. But the, the, Time will tell. The sad thing with 3, though, to me, was like I loved the classes you could play as. Like I liked the characters you could play as. I didn't mind most of the story. It was just... Those villains were like so lackluster. They killed the momentum of most of the rest of the game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but so handsome Jack for for the best villain of all time in Borderlands, at least. No, but but that was a great twist with that with Angel. I mean, even though one. it's like it, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it. it oh, that's what. Oh, sorry, that's what I was say. We got side sidetracked from um. What I was going to say, though, is like with the first one, though, I really felt like the first Borderlands game was kind of like a proof of concept, really, for what two would become. Because the Mm -hmm. first one was good, but it was like you look at now, it's like, okay, that was like a good skeleton for what they really wanted to do. The second one was we're like, no, okay, we got our skeleton. We proved we could do this. Now we're going to do everything right. And the third one was just they got two up their own ass, I think. Well, then you also had Gearbox was... Wasn't Gearbox starting to kind of go through all their, like, problems towards 3 being released as well? Like, with all the... Like, the, the deadline crunches they were doing and... Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to say... Sexual harassment I was going to say, I want to say there's also some Me Too tie-in there. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 had, they, they had a moment, that's for sure. Which is, which is a shame because I really think Gearbox really was like it like for a while there they were red hot and then they kind of shot themselves a foot with that and then the the less said about that aliens game they ended up putting out the better mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah poor gearbox <laughs> but no yeah it's like i two two like i could go back and replay two i've played a little bit of three but I I just can't get back into that one. Yeah, I still go back to Tiny Teen on a regular though, because dude, that game is just so awesomely crazy. <laughs> I mean, you get you get, and the best part is like they didn't go overboard with bringing all the other characters in as like characters that you interact with. There's only a couple of them, so mm-hmm. like you get Brick comes in as the fairy punch father at one point in time. <laughs> uh, of course, Mister Torque comes in as like a badass bard. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. You got to have torque in there. I I need to get back into that and, and at least complete a, a playthrough of it. Oh, dude, I will gladly go through that game with you. And that that's another thing that like that Tiny Tina did well is the scaling is like really great. So like if I were to come in with one of my characters is like really high leveled and play it with your character, uh-huh. it would scale on my screen to my character and to your character on your screen. Oh, interesting. So like. All the like, all the opponents would show up as like level fifty for me, but level like one or two for you or whatever. If that's what your character level was at. Oh, interesting. And that have was genius. You, have you tried playing that game with Michelle since you got a PlayStation Five? Um, with not that? often. G- getting Michelle to sit down and do anything is because, dude. I'll tell you from my end that was frustrating because because of the the loading. Because we go, we zoned into a new area, and I'm like taking off, walking, 
and you're like, oh, I'm still on the loading screen when you were using your PlayStation 4. Yeah, well, I don't doubt I'm like, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll stand here until you load in. And it was a long time. Yeah. You know, it was a large difference between the two. I, I could see that, but no, yeah. The, but yeah, getting, like, I think you'd have a, a easier time giving Mia a root canal than getting Michelle to sit down and play a game with me anymore. <laughs> she's, It'll happen. I mean, no, she's she's busy. I get it. She she's got work. She's got a lot of stuff going on. That's her thing. I get it. Yeah. But still, like, do I wish I could get her to sit down and do some like chaos dungeon or like chaos chamber runs with me, or do some of the DLC stuff with me? Where because like you get to the higher level DLC stuff, you need other people with you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it's it's. But no, that that's one of those games. Like, if if you ever hit me up, like, hey, I, I'm ready to do a run through this. I'm like, I will gladly jump in there with either one of my main character, the like two characters I play a lot, or I might oh, even create okay. a new one. I would have no problem creating new, like just because like that is the other thing about Tiny Tina that works is the whole class subclass system really makes <laughs> that game infinitely replayable. Because mm. like I could like oh yeah, I have my one that's a hammer uh, the. I can't remember the class name, but he he has the Thor hammer as my main one. Like basically, uh-huh. his his class skills he'll throw out the hammer and he can call it back all Thor style. Of course, I had to go with that one, right? Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then like you know, I think I had the Berserker was the second one, but the th- this other character I created is more like more of a, a magic user, I want to say, and that it made the game totally different play, and I kind of uh-huh. liked that. So, but yeah, I mean it's. And I'm still looking forward to it at some point in time when one of us bites the bullet and gets Diablo 4 and working through that one. Well, um, I was just, I just read an article today about um, how it's looking more and more like that merger is going to go through with uh, Activision and, uh, and, and um, Microsoft. Oh, shit. So it could very well land on a Game Pass. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that, you know, that that's all really the subject we got. But you know, so but yeah, I, but to, to the Dragon Quest Eleven thing, I will I will say I'm enjoying that game right now. I'm, I'm liking I'm liking the way it's it's somewhat traditional JRPG with like little hints of like different styles. Like um, you know, you don't have the true random encounter. You can see the enemies on the screen, which gives you the option to pick a fight or run the hell away if you want to, mm-hmm. which that makes me think of Chrono Trigger, of course, because I think that was the first one I played that actually used, like, you could see the enemies on the screen ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But, or no, actually, it might have been Chrono Cross was the first one. Cause I think Chrono Cross did that as well. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it did. So that might have actually been the first one that I played that did that, come to think of it. But no, yeah, but no, then I, I like, I'm okay with the characters so far. We'll see, like, you know, the story feels, feel felt kind of cookie cutter at the beginning, but as it's kind of expanding, it's feeling like it's probably not going to be as cookie cutter as it felt, like, in the, the beginning of the game, but uh-huh. I'm liking it. And then, of course, you know, it's Toriyama doing, you know, character design, and I am a sucker for his art style. Uh-huh. I mean... There, I, I rewatched all of Dragon Ball Z, and while I'll admit that, like at a certain point, you're like kind of like, "Wow, okay, this gets a little too acid trippy." 
Um, like about the fusion point in time, I'm like, okay, they're just making fun of themselves now. Um, <laughs> and then I've got all of the original Dragon Ball as well to watch at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So I, I love his character designs. So oh. indeed, yeah. indeed. Mm-hmm. So I guess with that, then I will do my. We will we will do the wrap ups of saying thank you, everybody out there listening, and to the one person that's probably going to quit me because one or two people are going to quit me because I said Final Fantasy VII sucks. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. But you know, hey, it's my opinion. You don't like it. Hey, here you go. Write into me and tell me why I'm wrong about Final Fantasy VII. You can reach me at uh, standstrongcast at gmail.com. I welcome your hate mail for this. Because, <laughs> like, I'm still shocked I haven't gotten hate mail for my comments about old comic artists. And I did, ta- I did tackle this um, on one of my last ones I recorded by myself, but I haven't talked about it with you. Was it couple days after we did that recording john ramita senior passed away oh and it was like i'm like wow how the hell was the timing on that yeah Um, maybe we could turn that into a thing we'll start talking about celebrities and then see how long they last afterwards (laughs) i don't even want to say the celebrity's name on i was about to say a a celebrity name but i don't want to give him that kind of public no no the stale cheeto doesn't need my saying (laughs) (laughs) In hopes that it comes to pass. Um, oh, that's a dangerous no, I, I, power. That's a dangerous no, I, power. I, I don't want that for him. I want, I want him to rot in jail. There's no, no easy ways out here. Rot. Fair enough. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, yeah. Reach me at standstrongcast at gmail.com. And with that, I guess I will say I will talk to you in about two weeks. Bye-bye.